Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Speaking of the Eagles, a little more Eagles news. Sources say their star pass rusher, Hassan Reddick, has received permission to seek a trade. The Eagles, of course, acquired him in free agency, double-digit sacks, both of the last two years, a pro been one of the best players off the edge, wants to get paid again. Do not be surprised if he gets paid elsewhere, a potential big-time addition somewhere in the NFL. Yeah, he could be, or he could stay right here. Welcome on in. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. Lots to get to today. Pitchers and catchers reporting. Howard Eskin also reporting at Clearwater. He'll join us later. Nice Sixers win last night in Cleveland. A snow day here in the area. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philly. Hey, don't eat food from people that you don't like. That's my, that's my advice for this morning. Because, you know, we're getting close to Valentine's Day, and a lot of people like to cook for folks. Mm. And if you're not trying to be with that person like that, you probably shouldn't eat that cook. you got to be careful with that. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, I, I think that's sound advice. A little Daily Douglas there for cooking. you. Don't eat food for people you don't like. All right, Hugh, a lot to get to today. And I was thinking a lot today. You know, We had a little discussion yesterday about Hassan Reddick and the idea yes. of what's going on here. Is he going to be back? Is he not? What are the Eagles going to do? And, and it hit me just very simple. Some of those things hit you in a simple way. And this one hit me in a very simple way. I don't believe the Eagles can be Super Bowl contenders next year without Hassan Reddick. Now, look, they may have, business is business. If he doesn't want to be here, if they get a great offer, I understand there's a real chance that he's not here next year. And I understand that. I'm, I'm just telling you, if he's not here next year, I don't believe they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't believe they will be one. It, it's, it would signify to me this is more of a long-term reset, that they're going to go younger on defense. They're going to really try to rebuild this thing, which may be fine in the big picture, but for 2024, I, I do think it would make them a significantly worse defense, and they're not a good one anyway to begin with, but he's their best player. The way I look at it is this. When I write down their four best defensive players without Hassan Reddick, the list is grim. Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter, Darius Slay, who a lot of people don't want to hear anyway, and Jordan Davis, who really has just been okay for his first couple years. That would be their four best defensive players as of now without Hassan Reddick. Hugh, what do you think on this? If, if they do end up moving on from Hassan Reddick, do you think they could still be a Super Bowl contender? Yes, I do. I think that they could be a really good team, man, because when I look at this squad and the first thing that, that jumps out to me from last season is the undisciplined way that they played. And Hassan Reddick, you know, he's a hell of a player, but he was a part of that. You know, you're talking about breaking down gap, gap integrity a lot of times during the course of the game. And this is not me. Let me be clear. This is not me bashing him. This is you asking me a question, and I'm telling you why they could potentially be a better football team. Because Hassan Reddick has a skill set that's definitely going to get him paid. Let me say that first, first and foremost. So I don't want anybody out there thinking that this is, this is a schmear campaign. It's not. But when I look at this defense and the way that they played last year, they were undisciplined in so many different areas. We talked about the secondary a lot. But along that defensive line, you saw a lot of times where there were guys knifing in, you know, trying to make plays, and, and they were like sneaks or reverses, and, and people would get outside. They would lose outside, can contain a lot. 
So when I look at this defense, the one thing that they have to do better is play with integrity. They have to play with gap integrity. They have to play with gap discipline, and that's something that they didn't do. I think even that little change alone is going to help make this team better. And as far as the production at pass rush, Joe, I said this yesterday. I think Nolan Smith can be just as productive or maybe even better than Asai Reddick in that aspect. And that's what we're looking at. The, the thing that we have to do defensively, we have to, number one, I think everybody defensively has to be on the same page. And number two, you have to play with discipline. This was the undisciplined defense last year. A lot of times they look like the Keystone Cops. I equated them to the Keystone Cops. So I think coming in with Coach Fangio being here and the new defensive line coach and all the other coaches that they've added, the first thing that they're going to have to implement is discipline. And with that alone, this defense is going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, look, I understand that, you're, and it's a fair point. I, th- I think at times he was undisciplined and he was chasing sacks, and maybe as a whole that's not the way you want your defense. But he's also a really good player. Hell of a player. And I just think there's a, there's a line of if you keep losing too many good players, it's hard, even if you're more, like th- let's say they replace him with someone, Nolan Smith, a draft mm-hmm. pick, and maybe that guy plays more discipline. But is that guy as good as he is? I mean, the one thing, he doesn't do everything great, right? He doesn't stop the run. He could be undisciplined. But boy, Hugh, and, and you know you know a player that was like this. You were one. Yes. He gets to the quarterback, and, and, and that's a big deal. And Joe, and this is why I feel like I, I know this, because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I got traded in 98, correct? I was, I, I was considered, even though I played in the 3-4, I was still considered one of the Jets' better pass rushers. Uh, was defensive rookie of the year. Had, I think, nine or ten sacks the year after that. And a lot of people were talking about how this was a bad move for the Jets and everything, and they didn't they were devoid of talent. Hell, if I'm not mistaken, Joe, the next year they went to the playoffs. They went to the AFC title game. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, so it's one of those things where I'm not just sitting up here just saying it just to be saying it. I was a part of it because I remember having a, the the mug, mean mug on my face, hating on the Jets because we went three and thirteen that year here. You're talking about coming off a nine and seven season. And me playing out of position, and people told, oh, they don't have any pass rush or anything. And they went on to be a much better football team because they were a better disciplined football team because I wasn't out there being undisciplined. So it, there, are, there are things to back this up. Like I said, I like Hassan Reddick, and he's going to go somewhere, and he's going to make his money. No question about that. This is not about me saying that Hassan Reddick can't play or anything like that. But if you're trying to uh, implement a new defense and you're trying to to make everybody better and play discipline. And if he's not going to do that, then he can't be here. And that might be the big reason why the Eagles are letting this happen. 215-592-9494. As you say all that, Hugh, it reminds me of the story from December. Remember Josh Sweat spoke up about teammates, maybe not everyone playing together? Yes. I mean, some of those quotes were, were, were pretty significant. I mean, Josh Sweat quoted here in the Inquirer in December saying, quote, I'm tired of hearing you getting all these pressures and bleep like that. Bleep all that. You know me. I'm always a free spirit, but it's piling up, piling up, and I feel the season is slipping away from us, and it's getting me upset. He then went on to say, quote, we've got to take care of each other. And I remember watching some of the highlights of that Cowboy game the next couple of days with you, Hugh, and you had mentioned it was you know, we surmised maybe he was talking about Reddick, not yeah. taking care of each other. Hey, look, I, I get all that. I know he's not a perfect player, but I look at the 2024 Eagles, and I think they're worse without him than if he's here. Now, this may be a better long-term play. If they get a second-round pickback and they could turn that into a young player that's cheaper, I get it. It might make the 2025 Eagles better, 2026. But I'm looking at the sack totals right now in the NFL. The Eagles this year were about middle of the pack, maybe like 16th, 17th, 18th as I look at the rankings here, right? They had 43 sacks. If you take Reddick's production off this team, they are 30th in the NFL. And I'm sure whoever filled in with him would get some. But that's a lot. I mean, that's their, their pass rush without him. They don't have anybody that gets 10 sacks without him. Yeah, but I, I, I also look at it like this, Joe. Would you rather have a team that has a bunch of sacks or a team that doesn't give up a whole lot of points. Well, I, the second one. You know, because that's what we're talking about yeah. now. Like, common wisdom will tell you that if, if you're not giving up a lot of points, the sacks are going to come. They're going to come. But I think the most important thing that we have to do right now is we have to get everybody on the same page. Like, there were, there were people out there doing cowboy stuff, you know, doing their own thing. A lot of guys. We're out there doing our own thing. Boy, cowboy stuff hits. Well, you know, I was about to say something else, but you know, I ain't want, I ain't want yeah. Kyle to hit the dump button. What have I done this to so early in this? the morning? But yeah, so the first thing that that I learned 
when I started to play defense within the, the frame of the defense is that you have to understand everybody's job. And once you do that, it gives you a better understanding of how you fit in the defense. And that way, you know, if you do this or you break down the, the gap integrity or whatever, there's a chance that there's going to be a big play made. If you get that, that, that one thing going, if you get 11 guys out there on the field that understand that one concept, you are, you are a much better defense than you are with one individual out there doing Cowboy stuff. Yeah, it's team versus individual. That's really the crux of this thing. 215-592-9494. Hugh, I, I understand what you're saying, and in the grand scheme of things, they gotta they got to consider all of that, all especially of that. If, they, if he wants more money. I just look at it like this. He's one of their five best players. No and question. I don't think they're in the Super Bowl last year without him. And I believe this will signal the start of the offseason what they think they are. If the Eagles move on from Reddick, even if they get a pretty good compensation back, I think the signal is we're not a Super Bowl contender in 2024. I, I don't believe the Eagles could get to the Super Bowl as this roster is constituted if they trade Hassan Reddick. I think it's a signal they're not a Super Bowl contender. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop in. Are the Eagles Super Bowl contenders next season without Hassan Reddick? Because we very well could be trending towards him, not on this football team. Kyle, what are you thinking of this before we go to the phones? Are they a Super Bowl team without this guy? Zero shot or a Super Bowl team without Hassan Riddick next year. I don't even think you need like a top five defense to win the Super Bowl. I think you could do it with a middle-of-the-pack type defense. They're going to be a bad defense again if they don't have their best player on defense on the team next year. You don't let four you don't let four straight seasons of double digit sacks walk out the door. And I know he might have had a down year last year. Still at eleven sacks, this guy. And I have to count on him bouncing back. At, at, like at, the defensive line is a whole unit. I think is going to bounce back in a strong way next year. Only if Reddick's here. Like I, I think you need him to help out Jalen Carter coming along. Like I don't know if Jalen Carter is going to be as good if Hassan Reddick is right next to him. I don't think Josh Sweat. Like, I think the whole defensive line sort of has to work as a unit. And even without Hassan Reddick playing like being great against the run, I don't really care. I, I don't pay Hassan Reddick to stop the run. I pay him to rush the quarterback. He's an edge rusher. I have Jordan Davis here. He's supposed to stop the run. I have Nicobe Dean. I don't know about him, but he's supposed to stop the run. Linebackers and interior linemen, for me, are here to stop the run. Hassan Reddick, the guy who is an edge rusher, is here to rush the passer. And it, I don't see who's going to be here rushing the passer if Hassan Reddick's not here, it's not going to be Nolan Smith. I don't think Nolan Smith's ready. I, I didn't see anything from Nolan Smith last year to think that he's ready. I think the defensive line as a whole unit takes a massive, massive hit if Hassan Reddick's not here. And in turn, the defense is just not going to be very good so, without So it. one more thing. off, Ed, Hugh, you, I think you're right what you saw, that he was freelancing, that he was probably going after sacks, not, not keeping yeah. integrity. But I wonder, is that him, or was he chasing sacks because he didn't get his contract and he knew he needed to get his like, – Probably. I, I point this back to the Eagles. Like, if they had taken care of him or given him more or given him more now, I don't know if he's that. Like, yeah, I, didn't feel like he, I didn't feel like he did that as much two years ago yeah. in the first year of his deal. This year, I did feel it, and it, it, I agreed it's not great, but is that the player he is, or is it like he needed his numbers to get his money, and I put that on Howie and the I, Eagles? I probably, I probably would would agree with with some of that that you're saying. Is that it? Probably was his numbers, and he probably was just he just wanted to get his. You know, you got you talk about a guy who started the season with a broken hand, and you know got off to a little bit of a slow yep. start, and he wanted to get get it back. And in his mind, I tell you, I am not mad at him for thinking the way that he thinks, man. Because I, <laughs> it is funny when Kyle was talking about it. That's the same way that I thought. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I was uh, – that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to get to the quarterback. Didn't give a damn about what you were talking about. And, and, and talking about this, like last night I'm sitting back thinking about conversations that I've had with old teammates when they would look me in the face and tell me, yo, you're breaking down the integrity of the defense. And I would look at them and say, yo, kiss my ass. I don't <laughs> care. You know what I mean? Because it was about what I wanted to do. And that's why you got traded. That's why I got traded. Like, seriously, that's yeah, why I, I got traded. And, 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 and as I look back on it, and I'm like, that's why I'm not mad at him. And, and I'm not trying to bash him because sacks matter and sacks put money in your pocket. But when we're talking about trying to get Super Bowls and, and playing for your teammates and playing for something bigger than yourself, then you have to start to sacrifice a little bit. And, and I remember having a conversation with Mo, Mo Lewis, played for, the, played for Georgia, play for the Jets and we're sitting down watching film and he's showing me the trap and how I'm breaking down the integrity of the defense and he's telling me like yo when you don't go down with that tackle or you don't wrong shoulder this this guard coming they they tee off on yeah. me 
and then the play goes for 20 yards. I mean, they had to beat that into my head for me to realize that. It And, and, and not only that, Joe, when you start to play within the, uh, the confines of the defense, you're going to have your opportunities to get the sack. Like, you're going to start – like, I remember when, when me and Trot had that conversation, about the same one, and I, the game started to slow down so much for me that I knew when it was pass and run. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to take those chances because as a defensive end, you're sitting out there – and and you're you're you see a certain look or a certain formation, and in your head, you think it's a pass, and the first thing you know, it's a reverse. Mm. And now you you've knifed down inside, and the quarterback takes the ball and boots outside, and he's going for a touchdown. That's what happened to the San Francisco 49ers the other night. Joey sure. Bosa knifes down. No, Joey Nick Bosa knifes down inside. Patrick Mahomes takes off, and he runs for that that first down. Mm. That's what happens. That's what I'm talking about. You can't do that. You got to play within the integrity of the defense, when you go out there and play defense, if you don't the, – the team that makes the least amount of mistakes has a better chance of winning a football game because that's what it's all about. It's about making mistakes out there and trying to ca- – the other team trying to capitalize off of that. We made a lot of mistakes on defense. Well, there's year. no question about that. Too many. 215-592-9494 on a snow day here in Philadelphia. Let's go to the phone lines here. Are the Eagles a Super Bowl contender in 2024 without Hassan Reddick? Because that really becomes the crux of this. Hugh says they can be. They are. I look at it like this. He's one of their five best players. I need him on this defense. I want Vic Fangio coaching him up. I want to make this work. I want him here. Because if he's not, I guys, I feel we are headed towards a pause year, a reset year, whatever you want to call it year, where the Eagles are not really a Super Bowl contender. If he's not here, I think it signals that they are in a mini retool, rebuild. You pick the word, but it's not going to end in New Orleans next February. Jeff is in Wilmington. Hey, Jeff. Jeff. Yo, what's up, guys? What's, what's up, going Jeff? on? So there's there's a, a validity on both sides with both of your arguments. Um, I don't know how much of a – I don't even know if malcontent is the word that he has been this year. And you, you were talking about breaking down plays and, you know, all that stuff. But if I'm the Eagles, I've got a cornerstone player. I've got a new – experienced defensive coordinator coming in that will implement his plan. I need a guy like Hassan Reddick uh, on my team because then I, I start thinking about it. Am I wasting a couple of years to re if we have to reset, am I wasting a couple of years of how good our offense is where they're not going to be able to keep up and score enough points to, uh, to uh, you know, because the defense is just awful. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm I'm thinking about trying to keep this guy and doing whatever I can to keep him because I have a new coordinator and you know my defense needs it was bad last year. Yeah, and Jeff, you have, know, I'm thinking about this. You know, Vic Fangio when he had Khalil Mack in Chicago, the guy was second defensive player of the year. I mean, I I, yeah. I look, I, do, I don't know if Reddy can achieve that because a lot of great defensive players, but I I want to see this guy play for Vic Fangio. I want him rushing the quarterback yeah. next year for Vic. Yeah, and I I think that. You know, having an experienced uh, coach coming in here that has a track record, um, I, I think that might play well with with Reddick. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I like I said, I don't know what the issue is with him, if there is an issue. But um, yeah, I I, I want to give this new def- defensive coordinator a chance uh, to shape this defense the way it needs to be shaped. And Hassan Reddick is a cornerstone player, and I don't want to let him go. And yep. they will not. They if they let him go, they're the defense is bad already. I don't. There's no chance they can get to the Super Bowl without a player like him. Uh, Jeff, I'm with you on that. Now look, now young could be fun, especially if you get the right players. You if they get a draft pick for Hassan Reddick, and I don't know what his value would be if it's a second round pick, if it's a third round pick. They could they could do something with that pick, right? Mm-hmm. They could get, but it's a lot to ask. I mean, think about how many young players they're going to have anyway, right? They're going to have Carter on the field a lot. Davis is going to be on the field a lot. They're going to have. A first-round pick this year that they probably will use on defense. It's it's a question of how many young players can you throw out there at the same time. You, you know, you you've uh, championed Keely Ringo, and he probably gets a shot to play a lot next mm-hmm. year, right? I mean, uh, you go to the Kobe who could come back next year and play. I mean, you could foresee a scenario where if Reddick moves on, they have what like six or seven first or second-year defense players that feel the same time. Could be fun, but also they're going to make some mistakes. Yeah, but also I look at it like this: if my offense does what it was supposed to do last year and trends in the direction with the skill sets that they have and the players that they have. They, if they trend the way that I anticipate them to, if my quarterback takes the leap that I expect him to, to take, then I got a young defense out there 
who's probably playing one-dimensional football. And that's, to your point, they're getting after the quarterback. Now I'm playing to Nolan Smith's strengths because teams aren't going to have that many possessions to try to run the ball and establish anything. Because this offense of mine, this high-powered offense with, with three key components in, in the uh, passing game are doing their job, and my quarterback is on, on point. Because we've allocated all our resources to the offensive side of the ball. So in order to fix this and, and become the team that we want to be, the strength has to be the offense. And once you have that other strength, it's kind of like it was last year, the year before, excuse me, when you went to the Super Bowl. The strength of this team was you, was you were scoring like 30 to 40 points a clip in every game. And when you do that, you start to look at it like it's more about not so much, it's about the possessions, not so much the, the game plan. Now you're running out of possessions. And what I mean by that is this. If you had the Eagles, say, before the half, they got 21 points on the board. Now you're, every possession that the team that you're playing against has, they have to get points. They have to get points. So now, in order to get points, you can't take chances running the football as much mm-hmm. as you want to. You got to throw the football. That's playing right into to Big Fangio's hands because you got a bunch of young Thundercats out there that get after the quarterback, and they're playing disciplined football up front. So that way, the least amount of mistakes you, ha- you have is not going to give them opportunity to score points. Yeah, and I hear that, and you're right. And that look, A team led by its offense in the modern NFL can win a lot. I, I look at it like this. I know there's been a lot of comps to the Chiefs. You brought that up, right, how the Chiefs have done things. They rebuilt that defense. They let Tyreek Hill go. They got picks back. They rebuilt the defense, Karloftis and McDuffie. They did keep one star, though, veteran star, Chris Jones, and he was a little upset with his contract. They figured it out. They got him back in. I, you need if you're gonna if the Eagles are gonna be a Super Bowl contender next year, I believe they need to sign Reddick. 215-592-9494. That is how you hop in. It is a snow day here in Philadelphia. A lot to discuss. We'll get to some Phillies hot stove stuff as they arrive in Clearwater Howard later in the show. We got to tell you all about our convinced Kelsey line as well as tomorrow's a special day on WIP. Hassan Reddick, he's is he unhappy here? You're gonna hear what Elliot said about that next. And are the Eagles Super Bowl contenders this next season or this coming season without Hassan Reddick? Yes or no? I say no. Hugh says yes, plus a prize to give away. A lot to talk about. 215-592-9494. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to the show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giulio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. Later in the show, Howard Eskin, who I believe is on his way to Clearwater, Florida. Howard reports with pitchers and catchers. So Howard reporting to Clearwater today. We'll catch up with him later. Of course, more talk on the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes and his legacy. Big Sixers win last night. And some Phil's rumors still out there. But this is not ready thing. is top of mind today as we're waiting to see what the Eagles do here, what they should do. I don't believe this is a Super Bowl contender next season without Hassan Reddick. Hugh believes they are. Let's hear from Elliot Shore Parks on the morning show talking about Reddick. And what does he feel? Is Reddick down on the Eagles right now as part of this franchise? I mean, he just seems like a great guy. Great guy. But is he down on the franchise? And do you think that sets in motion some of this? I think he was very frustrated at the end of the season. I mean, he barely talked to, to reporters. He was barely in the locker room. Uh, when he did talk, you know, I think just reading his body language and being there, he didn't come across as someone that was super excited about the defensive coordinator position uh, or, you know, how that was handled. I don't think he was alone in that. Like, I don't think that's exclusive to Hassan Reddick. Right. I think a lot of defensive players didn't like the switch and especially how it ended up playing out. But, you know, I think his frustration – is probably, you know, on a greater scale, he probably feels like he's always been undervalued by the league. Like, even when the Eagles signed him as a free agent, he was coming off at the time back-to-back double-digit sack seasons. Like, if a guy his age hits the free agency market with that kind of resume, you would think he's getting almost borderline quarterback money, if not, like, close to it. And he didn't get that. The Eagles got him on a cheap deal. And then he had 16 or, you know, 19 sacks or whatever it was, and they still wouldn't give him a new deal. And then he had double-digit sacks again. And now it looks like there's still some hard negotiating going on with the money. I'm not surprised that L.A. thinks that. I feel the same way. He did seem unhappy down the end of the season. I mean, first of all, they didn't pay him. He asked for mm-hmm. money. They said, you know, they basically said no. And then down the stretch, you, you, we all saw it. I mean, you had Matt Patricia out there sending him back in coverage, and that's not Hassan Reddick's game. No, that's not where he wanted to go, mm-hmm. man, and that was, that was frustrating. And uh, He's a hell of a sack player. He's a hell of a guy that gets to the quarterback, no question about that. But when you talk about, to me, when you talk about what this defense needs, he probably, he probably needs to change the scenery, him, him damn self. So it's one of those things where it might get worked out, but I'm thinking that it probably won't. Yeah, I, my gut's telling me he's not going to be here. I hope he is, though, because I, I still out, hold out hope they are a Super Bowl contender next year. And the way I view it is you subtracted from this defense. I don't think they will be one next season. 215-592-9494. Before we go back to the phone lines here, we do have a prize to give away today, a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show in partnership with Progressive Insurance at the Atlantic City Convention Center. That's February 28th, a couple weeks from now, through March 3rd. For more information and tickets, visit acboatshow.com. And that means it's time to play one of our favorite games, Hughes Clues. I kind of like the way this theme has been going lately, so I'm going to stick with the movie theme. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a comedy. All right, we start broad. Comedy is the first clue today. Comedy movie. There are a lot of comedies, but there's obviously some some great ones over the years. Try to get inside Hughes' some that head a little stick, bit. stick with you more than others. Yeah, all right, so we get a comedy to start us off today. First clue today for Hughes Clues, a comedy, and you guys are playing for a four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show in partnership with Progressive Insurance. All right, so before we go to the lines quickly, you know, Elliot's thought, and we just discussed it, of if he's not happy. That also speaks to should the Eagles try to make this work, right? It's one of those things where, like, I think you said it yesterday, if you don't want to be here, 
Can't make him be here. Can't make him be here. But you could try to repair it. I mean, sometimes that does happen. We, we Once in a while, we do see a player disgruntled or annoyed, and they, they make, it, make work. it right. Yeah. Chris I, Jones with the Chiefs. I mean, he didn't play the first game this year. He ends up, you know, making the biggest plays in the Super Bowl. So we, that does happen sometimes. Yeah. I think you can, you can figure out a way to try to make this work. But I will say this. When, when you have a, a person that is, is allowed to seek a trade, that means that y'all are nowhere near where you need to be as far as money is concerned. They don't value you. They don't value you the way that you value yourself. Mm. So that's why we're here. That's why we know about this story. That's why we're at this impasse that we're at now because the Eagles are looking at him and they're thinking, oh, bro, like we don't, we don't feel like your play warrants giving you this kind of money. And, and, and when you show me that list of guys that, that he's trying to – I don't know what he's asking for, but when you talk about it in comparison to some of those other pass rushers at the top of the list, I don't see him as that. He's a hell of a player. Now, let me say that, and I have to stress that. He's one hell of a player, and he's going to go somewhere, and he's going to get paid, and he's going to be okay. But when you talk about being in the upper echelon of those players, I don't think he's that. Uh, well, I agree with that, but he's, I think he certainly is closer to the – He, I, I understand why he wants to raise. I mean, I would too if I was him. So he's, his average salary is $15 million per year. The top guy in terms of edge rushers right now is at 34. I think we would all agree Nick Bosa is better than Hassan Reddick. Yeah. It's okay to say that. But is there a $20 million gap in their pay? If I'm Reddick and his agent, I'm saying, nah, I'm not $20 million worse. So TJ Watts at 28 per year. Joey Bosa, who's probably overpaid at this point because he's declined. He's at 27. Miles Garrett, Hugh, he might get a raise soon. He's at 25. Montez Sweat just got a contract from the Bears. He's at 24 yeah, he's and a, a half. He's a Rashawn Gary at 24, Max Crosby 23. I mean, Trey Hendrickson makes 21. Von Miller, who's not the player he used to be, makes 20. If I'm a son Reddick, I, I need to be in the 20s. Otherwise, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, that's, I'm in the, that's in the neighborhood. I, I mean, I would be okay with that. You know, $4 million raise, but it's obvious the Eagles don't want to do that. Well, they didn't want to do it last year, and he just put up another double-digit sack season. 215-592-9494. Are the Eagles a Super Bowl contender next year without a son Reddick? I don't think they are. Hugh does. Alex. In North Philly. Hey, Alex. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Alex? Yeah, I, I believe we need Hassan. Um, I don't think we're going to be a Super Bowl con- uh, a threat without Hassan. I mean, he's not the best uh, rusher, but he's one of our leaders last year. And he, mind you, in the Super Bowl, we didn't Super Bowl last year. We didn't get much from him, and, and it showed how we how we didn't event. I mean, how, how we didn't win the Super Bowl, not having our our our, our sack leaders, our edge rushers, in the in that game. You know, having having some support in in that game with the with the letters. What he got one sack, I believe, on Mahomes. Did he? Oh uh, no, he got. They didn't get any of Mahomes last Not year. Any, None. Any no, but exactly. Alex, I, I mean, you think about the title game, right? When they won the yeah. title game, he knocks yep. Purdy out. I mean, exactly. when when he's playing well, it changes their entire defense because they don't have anybody yes, else that gets to the quarterback like he does. Exactly the pressure he brings in the playoffs, that energy he brings in the playoffs. We need we need that in our defense. What defense wins Super Bowls? Am I right? You know, we unless unless of our our secondary picks it up, we need we need pressure on that quarterback to, in order for us to make some noise in, in in the playoffs, including the Super Bowl, especially the Super Bowl. Who we who we're we gonna have to replace him? Nolan, Nolan Smith. Smith, Alex is the is the guy right now. But I, from what oh, I saw, man. I don't think he's ready for that role yet. Yeah, Not no, yet. No, I don't see Nolan Smith making at least the, the noise, nowhere near the noise that Hassan makes for the at, at, at that this year. He might need some more time working on that to get to that level. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't see it happening at all. Yeah, I think it's a big ask to, to see to ask Nolan Smith to go replicate what Reddick has done. Alex, give us a guess here. A comedy, the movie Hugh's thinking of. What movie is it? Wow. Uh, Friday? Friday. That's a good guess. That's a great no, guess. That's not, that's not it. But, Alex, I, I like where your head is at with Friday with the guest there. So the Nolan Smith angle to this whole thing. They did draft him in the first round. Hugh, you watched him a lot at Georgia. We talked about him a lot during the lead-up to the draft last year. I still believe in him. I like him. I was, we were both excited. They drafted I think We had him on the day after the draft last year, you know, the, second, the end of the first round and all that. But is he ready to be a double-digit sack guy in the he, NFL? He could, be, he could be an impact player. Wow, double-digit sack guy, I think that he has the ability to. I, I saw some things from him last year in a short, short sampling size where – he has some wiggle about him. What I mean by that, he has some moves where he could get the tackles off balance and he could use his speed to get around the corner and things of that nature. But he has to be taught. The biggest thing that I see from this defense and the thing that I've been harping on for the last couple of weeks is 
we don't have a pipeline of players. We go out and we buy the guys that we want. and We, we get plug-and-play guys. You have to do a better job of developing them. And I think that with the young crop of guys that you have right now and the coaching staff that you have amassed, that this is the perfect time to, to do it. Listen, change is hard for a lot of people, and it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. But the one thing that I hang my hat on when, I, when, I, when I'm confident about making this move is, hell, we got veterans on the offensive side of the ball that should be able to carry the day, to me, until this defense gets up to speed. That's the thing that I think that people are missing. We talk about how, how, how we can't do this and that and third without this defense. If we know our defense has deficiencies and we know the most money is allocated to the offensive side of the ball, I think the most logical thing to do is make sure that my offense is clicking and take some of the pressure off of the defense. Now, I know that there are going to be games where it's going to be a defensive a struggle and things of that nature, but I feel like if you play this the right way, It'll work out in your favor. Let those guys grow. The biggest thing that I, I hear is when I hear fans talk about this is you're afraid of change. Well, hell, we can't go into the season doing the same thing we did last year because we'll have the same results. So it's time to change something. And if he doesn't want to be here for that change, then that's fine. So I'm okay with change. Hugh, I like change. I like making trades. I like, I like all that kind of stuff. I'm just, is this change for the better for next year? You, know, you could convince me if they make a trade and they get a second-round pick back that – it gives them a brighter future. I actually think that that I could agree with that because they'd get another cheap player here for years to come. But for next year, I'm I'm just starting to chart down the defense for next year if I, if we don't have Hassan Reddick, and it frankly looks horrendous. It does. It, it does. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not I, I know it's early. They have a yes, whole off season, but yes. the depth chart right now, you take Reddick off, it it's one of the worst defenses in the sport. It does. But the one thing that I'm holding, hanging my hat on, is Coach Fangio and his ability to go out and get the guys that he needs to make this defense better. Now, am I sitting here and telling you that, you know, this team is going to go to the Super Bowl next year? That's not what I'm saying. But you're going to be – I think you could be in the mix. You still have Jalen Hurts here, skinny Batman. A.J. Brown is going to be healthy. You know, there might be some, some questions on the offensive line. We're going to get to that probably tomorrow and later on. Mm. But they're going to be – you have enough tools and enough talent to get back in, the, you're going to be in the playoffs and get back to the big game. In my opinion, look at the state of the NFC as a whole. Like the Cowboys still have questions. They look like they're a strong team, but I, I feel like we match up well with the Cowboys. Still, still match up well, even though we had a lot of we had a lot of leaks of oil down the stretch. I still think that we're a contending team in this division. The Giants, I don't know what they're doing as far as that's concerned. The, the Commodores, come on, man. So we're going to be right there. And then look around the rest of the NFC. Look at the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers probably look like they're going to be the class of that division again. Mm. And they're not that great. Baker Mayfield's going to get paid again. Who else are we talking about? The North? Minnesota? Yeah, we'll see what they do with their quarterback situation. So it's interesting the way you frame that the NFC. I, if the Eagles lose Reddick, are we sure they're a playoff team next season? Like, I think so. Yeah, I think they can I'm be. I'm not. Uh, they could can, be. I think they can but be. But I'm not sure they are. I think they can be. Dallas is better. The Niners are better. The Rams are just as good. The Packers are better. The Lions are better. Someone has to go from the South. That's six teams right there. To, to, to me, that leaves the Eagles as maybe the last I don't know. team. The, the Detroit Lions might have. They might have shot their. Oh, uh, I, I don't think so. I, shot their I think the Lions are so, better than the Eagles. Bad. Bad thing well, I mean, it's, I think people understand what you're saying. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't want to get no. Wait, yeah. but if Reddick's gone, the Eagles aren't even the same class. How about that D, baby? I'm telling you, I, I, I feel like the Eagles could be right there because of the offense. This is still but an the, offensive league. But are we sure the offense is great? I think the offense can be great. I, but, and, and, get, and granted, Joe, everything that I'm telling you now is, is me believing in this coaching staff that they have amassed. Like, that, that's what I'm believing in. This is not me sitting out here hoping and praying that something great is going to happen. You've amassed the coaching staff. You've handpicked everybody that you wanted, whether it be the owner or the coach. You handpicked everybody that you wanted to, to make this team better. So I'm going to believe that it is better until it isn't. Because you went out and got Coach Goober, and you, you said Coach Goober in his innovative mind is going to fix Jalen Hurts. You went out and got him another quarterback guru, it's going to fix him, and, and you're going to make this team better. I have to believe that because the, the tip of the spear for this team right now is the offense. There's no doubt about that. The, I know, the but they couldn't fix, score. <laughs> yeah, but the quickest fix for this team 
right now is their offense. The defense is going to be a work in progress. So to sit here and think, even if Hassan Reddick is going to be here, that this defense is going to be the, one of those upper echelon defenses that I we agree saw with you on that. yesterday is not, not going to happen. That's I, not happening. I agree. But I'm looking at – and Kyle said this earlier. I'm looking to get back to the middle of the pack on defense. And I find – You can be in the middle of the pack with a bunch of young guys. Whew, but that, uh, You can, but you got to hit on those draft picks. you got to hit. And we got to hope and, and that Nolan Smith's ready. Everything hope, that you're saying, Hope and Joe, Everything that you're saying, I have thought about this. And, I, and that's where I'm at with it because that's, that's all we got. The one thing that we can hang our hat on right now is that our offense has talent. Can you like? Th- I agree. Th- we, yeah, we, we have yeah. a talented offense. Yeah, of course. We have an offense that, if clicking on all cylinders, can get us back to the big, the, the, the big dance. We don't know if that's going to be the case, but we have the tools. Like the, what they say in the Ghostbusters, we had the tools. We got the talent. Yeah. We got the talent and the tools. You just need the tutelage. Yeah, here's what I think. And the tutelage could take time. You could be right on this, Hugh. It just takes time. I, if the Eagles move on from Reddick, I don't believe this is a Super Bowl contender next year. I, I really don't. I think it's a fringe playoff team. I don't. I look at the NFC. I look at what the Eagles are. If you take Reddick off this defense, even if you get a nice return back with a, you know, with a day two pick, I, I don't think they're a lock at all to even make the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl. Rick in Delaware. What's up, Rick? Hey, how's it going there, guys? What's, what's up, up, Rick? I want to give my uh, take on the Super Bowl. What do you think? Just like last year when the Eagles made a lot of mistakes against Kansas City, 49ers did the same, did the same thing. Oh, totally. I mean, you think about the McCaffrey fumble, the the, the blocked extra point, the fumble exactly. on the punt. They they shot themselves in the foot all game. Exactly. And that opened the door for Mahomes to become a hero. That's exactly what the Eagles did last year, and that's my take. Well, and, and you know what, Rick? It's definitely part of it. But Brady had some of this stuff happen, too, kind of serendipitous things. The kicker for the Panthers kicked the ball out of bounds. I mean, so once in a while, if you keep getting into the big game, things kind of go your way sometimes in the big game. But he took advantage of it. That's what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. That's exactly right. Rick, what do you think? Yeah. Eagles without Reddick, Super Bowl contender or not? Well, I think they'll replace him for sure if they get somebody. I think that uh, I think they still have a chance to be in there next year. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, they, look, anything's possible. But the, the replacement part is, is the challenging part for sure. I mean, they, they, Noel Smith will be the first man up. I'm just not sure he's ready. Rick? What's uh, what movies you thinking of? A comedy is your first clue. Animal House. Animal House. Oh, that's we, a good guess. We got two big ones off the start as guesses, Rick. That's not it, but I do like the first couple guesses. Friday and Animal House here to start us off. So the uh, the idea that if they replace him, they could be. They're not finding Hassan Reddick just sitting out there in free agency. No, but they found they found they found him. Arizona was willing to let him go. See, this is the thing for me that is is very very interesting about all this is that. Pass rushes are hard to find, but Arizona was willing to trade him away because they didn't want to pay him, and he's kind of in the same situation that he's in now. I, I feel like the NFL is trending more away from, like, I, I consider Hassan Redick a specialist because I, I, don't, I don't see him being that big of a factor in the run game. Like, for instance, I, I compare him mostly to Micah Parsons. Everybody loves Micah Parsons. But you run at Michael Parsons, you you negate him. You neutralize him easily in a game. And he gets tired. Not saying Hassan Reddy gets tired a lot, but you there, there are times when you watch the Dallas Cowboys play where on pass rush downs, uh, Michael Parsons on the sideline. And you're asking yourself, if he's that premier pass rusher, why is he not out there on passing downs? Now, when you talk about comparing and contrasting, that, that, that boy Miles Garrett – that's a grown-ass man. Yeah, he's the best. That's why like, he's the best that, player that, of the year. That's a man yeah, out there. That's, that's what you call a grown-ass man right there. He's out there on every down. If if Miles Garrett isn't on the field, you best believe the defensive line coach. Like, where the hell is Miles? Mm. We need Miles out there. Like, ain't nothing being ran unless Miles out there on the field. He's the best. I mean, he's the standard. And look, they're not finding a J.J. Watt, too. Yeah, great player. J.J. Yeah. J., no, T.J. I'm sorry, T.J. Watt. They both were great yeah. players. Yeah, T.J. obviously right now. And look, there are players in free agency, because I said they're not going to find a son Reddick in free agency. Look, Brian Burns could be out there. Um, there are players. Uh, Josh Allen, the pass rusher from the Jaguars, could be out there. But they're going to cost more than Hassan Reddick costs. I mean, yeah, that's like, why you got to go young, man. Yeah, well, if you go young... Young doesn't always mean better. It could who, be. It could who, be worse. Who, if I'm not mistaken, like that year the Jets went to the AFC Championship games. I think one of the one of the defensive ends out there was a. It was. I think they ran a three four, 
I know James Ferry was one of the linebackers. The year they they traded Rick you Lyle, away. Rick Lyles, I think, was one of the defensive ends. Rick Lyles is that his name? So uh, I'm looking at their the, some of the names they had on that defense. So they had Mo Lewis, Brian Cox. It's just overall, right? Yeah. Anthony Pleasant. They had uh, Chris, uh, Chad Cascadden. Cascadden, yeah. Okay. 53. Yeah. yeah. They had Rick Lyle. Rick Lyle was the defensive yeah, end. Yeah. There you go. Pepper. Old Pepper old Johnson. Old Pep was out. There. Like man, I'm telling you, I you I'm telling you, it can happen. Because when Barrier you look at was that, on that team. When, young you, James when, when you look at that team, ain't nobody like I think that, and they drafted uh uh he he was pretty good. Uh, uh he played for uh the the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. John Abraham. John Abraham. Couldn't think of his name. He was a beast. Now he was a rookie. He was a rookie. So you can it can be done if you play like I think the thing that people are missing is playing within the integrity of the defense. Like, we're not a disciplined team from the gate. That's the problem. Like, if you eliminate the problem of being undisciplined and playing mistake-free football, you are, you are a much better defense off the top. I don't care who you have out there. If you have six guys, 11, you need 11 guys. If you have 11 guys out there and they're playing mistake-free football, that's a pretty stout defense. Now when you add in the athleticism and everything, it makes it even better. So I agree with you. Now, two things. You mentioned Fangio. Coaching is huge. If they do this, the pressure's on Fangio because he's yes. going to have a lot of young guys. Now, the, that Jets team that traded you away and, and was good after you left, they did have Parcells and Belichick. That's, that's a lot what of brain power. That's what, that, yeah. that's, that's what I'm talking about, Joe. But they that's also, what I'm talking about. They also did have vets. I mean, I'm looking at the ages of the guys we just discussed, right? Moe was 29. Brian Cox was 30. Anthony Pleasant, 30. Uh, Victor Green, 29. Pepper Johnson, 34. Like, this defense could be super young. Yes, but they were, like, to that point, they were disciplined. But you're gonna have to have you're gonna have to take those chances because you know where your veterans are on this team, the offensive side I know. of the ball. That's the way you built it. This is like this. This is the thing that I don't think people understand. This is this is how he's doing in the sense that oh, it's how he's doing. Yes, yeah. you went out and you drafted these young guys. You went out and you paid all this money for these free agents. They've gotten a little older. You haven't groomed any of these young guys. Like who do you feel this year that we drafted this year? has been groomed to step up and play. Jalen Carter. That's yeah. it. He's the one That's you, you feel that, good, really well, and, good and, about. And not only – like, and, and, and this is the thing, Joe. You didn't even groom him. He came in raw. Yeah. He play, he's playing right now with raw Billy. Because he's so good. Because yeah. that's who he is. He needs to be coached up. They all need to be coached. The simple fact that we're sitting here talking about Jordan Davis and we're speculating in air quotes whether or not he gained weight and his game fell off because he gained weight is because he wasn't being coached up. Now, if you're coaching him up – I'm on his ass every day talking about, hey, man, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do to be ready. You know what I mean? What, like, make sure you're getting into the weight room. What's your weight looking like? Things of that nature. It's accountability, man. And for whatever reason, and I don't know what it is, this team didn't have any, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Every week I would watch this game and knowing what I know about being in the defensive meeting and how mistakes are corrected every week. They went out there every week and made the same mistakes over and, and over. And then the thing that blew my mind is when, who was it that came in there and said, hey, we're going to do our own game plan because we don't like oh, it. Oh, Kevin Bayard. And they allowed that? <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I couldn't. Being in, I cannot imagine, I can't imagine being in a, in, a, in a meeting with Jim Johnson and say, yo, Jim, or Tommy Brazier and say, yo, I don't like this game plan. I'm going to do it this week. They'd have got my ass out of here so damn fast. It made my head spin, man. Stop it. Yeah, they would have. And look, if it worked, we would have been okay with it. But it didn't work. They got worse down the stretch. 215-592-9494. All right, lot to do today. Your guess is for Hughes Clues. We'll give you a second clue in the 11 o'clock hour. First one, it's a comedy. Hughes on the movie uh, kick right now. Comedy movie, four-pack of tickets to the Atlantic City Boat Show uh, uh, is your prize today. And, of course, this Reddit thing, top of mind, Eagles have granted a permission to see a trade. I don't believe this is a Super Bowl contender next year without him. I think they need to work this out, make it work. Otherwise, we're going into a year next year where it's more of a reset, step back kind of season, and they go fully young. Hugh believes they can make this work without him. 215-592-9494. Plus, we have a mock trade from Pro Football Focus. What do they project the Eagles could get in return for Redick? And would we do it? It's an interesting, it's certainly an interesting team they're mocking them to and an interesting return and what it would set the Eagles up to do in the draft. We'll toss that in next. 215-592-9494. It's a midday show 
on Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia Lehigh Valley areas looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at Ameribest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in the hiring process. Ameribest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let Ameribest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, caring for your loved one. Call Ameribest today at 1-800-HOME-CARE or visit AmeribestHomeCare.com slash radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.